Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Karen Hill has been storm chasing and guiding educational weather tours with her husband, Roger Hill, for decades. While Roger is known for his forecast expertise, Karen sees weather through a different lens. Her passion for photography helps showcase what nature has to offer. From lightning to tornadoes to shelf clouds, Karen Hill is here to discuss her fascination and dedication to photography. Karen, welcome to Weather Geeks. So glad to have you. Well, thanks for having me. This is exciting. It'll be this fun. Is, this is really exciting. And so just to uh, reintroduce our audience to me, I'm Jen Carfagno. I've been at the Weather Channel for more than 20 years, and I'm thrilled to be able to fill in for Dr. Marshall Shepard and host this Weather Geeks. I'm very excited to talk to you and maybe hope to tour with you all one day. We'll get oh, with goodness, we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah. first question always is how did you become a weather geek? Oh my goodness. Well um I'm not sure if Roger ever uh explained to you what happened, but he and I are old high school sweethearts. We went to school in Kansas and then he moved away. So then, you know, we naturally parted ways. And uh, in the meantime, we both had our own life for 28 years. And through classmates.com, we ended up getting back together. So, but what the funny thing is, is it took him, I still remember this, it took him about a month and a half for him to tell me what he does. And when he said he's a storm chaser, I was like, what? So, because <laughs> you know, growing up, growing up in Kansas, when the sirens went off, we headed to the basement or the courthouse where the big basement was at. Um, and so it was one of those deals where I never experienced anything like I am now. Um, so basically, this is Roger's fault. This is why I'm into it. <laughs> but um, he kept telling me I needed to come out and drive a van for him on tour and the whole nine yards. And you know, at first I was a little skeptical. I'm like, this is a little crazy. But then after I watched his videos and everything like that, I'm like, well, this man knows what he's doing. So um, that first day of tours, it was 16 tornadoes for me and I was hooked. Yes. So 16 tornadoes, first time out storm chasing. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it was um, up in, uh, we watched the big F4 at that time uh, basically take out the town of Manchester, South Dakota. And that was a day that Tim Samaras got his first readings and everything. He was actually on the other side of it. So yeah. 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 Wow. Quite an experience and quite an entree to not yeah. just, you know, to the weather, but to storm chasing just right. like that. Is it safe to say that you might've been afraid of severe weather before this? No, not really. I mean, you know, I've moved a little bit all over the country since leaving Kansas and I just see those wild skies and I'm like, okay, well, we just watch for a funnel. If we see a funnel, we go to the basement. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of grew up in that environment. So it never phased me after I left Kansas. So yeah. So yeah, you had a healthy respect for it. So yeah. your, your background is more in photography, right? How did that get started? 
Um, well, early on in the 80s, um, I just basically picked up a camera when I lived in the uh, Evanston, Wyoming area. And, the, you know, I did a lot of traveling, like to Jackson Hole, down around the Wasatch Mountain Range, stuff like that, and just got in, basically got into landscape photography. Yeah. So that's how that started. So. And, and did you ever think it would take you into this, this type of a career where you're out there on the road <laughs> with the intent to photograph bad weather? Oh, heck no. No, um, I actually thought I'd get more into like portrait and family portraits, weddings and stuff like that. Um, but I, I had a taste of that and decided severe weather was more, um, more fun. Let's just say it that way. <laughs> Less <laughs> it's, crowd control. <laughs> it's easier to tame a tornado than a toddler. I guess. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's, let's talk about that first storm chase and then the ones that followed. I imagine, you know, you had a lot to learn. Um, uh, talk about what you learned just from, you know, being in the situation from observing the weather and then watching Roger forecast. Well, you know, I've always kind of been in awe of watching him. He is such a numbers guy. I mean, you know, he, he and I are opposites that way. You give me all those models to look at, and all I see is paint by number. That's all I see, um, <laughs> because I'm more of the creative side. Um, that's why I handle the marketing and everything like that for our tours. But for him to, to sit there and look at all these models, and he can keep all this information in his head, it just, it just makes my head just, just explode. So when it comes to photography, I see it as, well, I'd rather, you know, be behind the camera looking at the storm than trying to decide where to go because my creative mind just can't wrap my head around all that forecasting that he does. So I, I have a healthy respect for him. And it's kind of funny because a lot of people will, will say, well, do you ever argue about where to go? I'm like, no, <laughs> I just go where Roger tells me. And then I chase on my own after that. So if we're, if we're not together, so. So you do, you go out by yourself now and oh, how, do you, a lot. how yeah. do you, how do you decide where to go? Well, Roger tells me where to go. Usually, you know, there's like two, typically there'll be two targets. And mm -hmm. um, if he can't cover, well, obviously he can't cover both places. So he'll cover one spot and then I'll cover the other. Um, I've learned how to chase though through him, how to keep myself safe and stuff like that, just from going out with him so many years. And actually, um, well, it wasn't years, actually, it was the second year of chasing. I caught the Lyman uh, storm down there and he was in Oklahoma city in between tours. And I, uh, you know, it was my first solo chase and he's like, just head out towards Cedar point. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> off I went and, you know, I made, I made some rookie mistakes. I didn't have enough gas on my truck. Um, the batteries died on my camera right when twins were coming down. So, you know, I made some rookie mistakes, but you, you just learn, you know, it, it's again, it's just like with anything you're getting into, you have to um, learn from your mistakes and, and go, go on from there. So, yeah, yeah no, mo most certainly. How has storm chasing changed, not just for you, but in general from those early days when you guys first were chasing together and doing the tours to now, because it's, it seems like much more of a big business now. And also there's more chasers on the road. There's just a lot that seems to have changed. Well, you know, I think the first thing that comes to mind is how much easier everyone has it now to be able to find the spot as to where to go because of all the upgraded technology, you know, the models and everything um, versus uh, when we start or when I started 20 years ago, um, I remember just being able to find a place where to get internet. 
you know, and watching those models is down, you know, like a satellite imagery, it would take five minutes to download. Now you have it, you know, in a, in a heartbeat. So it's a lot, lot different. Um, and again, like you said, the, the chase, it, well, I should say, since it's gotten easier, there are more chasers, I think, because of that. So um, the the roads back then, I mean, you could pull in anywhere and have your own spot, but now it's like you got to call ahead and reserve or something, you know, it's it's gotten a little crazy. Right. And there's just more people, you know, everything is more crowded, not just the chase community, but, but everything is more crowded. Yeah. Is there a certain type of storm you, you personally like to go after? whether it's on this chase tour or not. Yeah. um, It's kind of funny you ask that because when I first got into this, I would set in our orientation um, for our tours and I would hear everybody say, I'm here for the tornado. I'm here for the tornado. Well, once I got out there chasing, I'm like, well, what about the structure? The structure to me can be just as impressive, if not more impressive than a, a tornado. I mean, there's a lot of, there's structure out there that, that people have seen that they just can't believe is happening. I mean, and I'll recall that first day I chased and when we saw the 16 tornadoes, there were some people with us that we got out and saw structure and and everything. And I'm like, what do you think? And this girl couldn't even get a word out edgewise. She just like, uh, just, uh, she couldn't even talk. You know, and, and that's, that's, that. so anyway, I, I told Roger, I said, you know, you need to talk to your people and tell them there's more to this than the tornado. Cause if they don't get a tornado, then what are they going to have? Well, then we've got the structure. We've got the huge hail and lightning. I love lightning. So, you know, there, there's more to this than just this, the tornado. I think that's such a good point. And, and actually so often on the weather channel, when we're sharing pictures and video, the tornado yeah. is awesome. But we see a lot of them. And in terms of the storm structure, they're all so different. And it's almost like even in a still image, you can see the atmosphere in motion in a still image when you can see the structure of the storm. That's what I love about your photography. You you capture that motion even in a still image. How do you do it? Well, you know, it's positioning. I, as I'm going down the road, you know, when we're driving towards uh, a, a t- our target area, um, I am looking for, you know, something that's interesting to put in the foreground, first of all, so we can give the perspective of how big these supercells are. You know, I mean, one of my best images I've ever had was from Simla, Colorado, and it's because I put this tree in the lower right-hand corner, and you can just see how big this this cell is compared to this little tree you know so i'm always looking for those angles um you know an interesting thing to put in the foreground to give people that perspective um and it's kind of funny how early on when i started getting more into the severe weather photography how people were saying that they felt like they were there um because you know as well as I do that I mean you can watch a football game on TV but until you're in the stadium it feels differently so I'm always trying to give that feeling that they're there in my photography that's always my goal yeah I think I think you do a great job with that and so Mm -hmm. we should talk about the tour itself because this is a storm chasing tour but but you're actually offering photography lessons along the way too right Yeah, um, the the really cool thing about the photography tours is I typically run just one van 
And you can come in as a green photographer or you can come in as a well-seasoned award-winning photographer and you can learn something. You know, it, it's great because you're in this van the whole entire week rubbing elbows with other people. And so there's a lot of networking that goes on. I mean, I've learned things, you know, um, but what I typically do is when we're getting onto a storm, I tell them, well, first of all, let me back up a little bit. I always tell them, look, we only need two lenses. We need a wide angle. And then we need just a slight zoom. So anywhere from, a, you know, 1135, because I shoot Canon, and then 24 to 105, I only carry those two lenses. So I let these people know ahead of time, um, before, even way before tours even start, this is what they need, or I suggest, and then a good tripod. So when we get up to a storm, I always tell them as we're going down the road, look, I think we're going to be able to get close enough that you're going to want your wide angle. So then they're prepared. You know, and then I say, well, we're going to have 10 minutes. Then then they can get out their tripods. If I think it's going to be what I call a down and dirty shoot, it's going to be no tripod. You jump out, you get your shot and back in the van. That way we keep everybody safe. So along the way, I'm educating them that way as well. But then we're always talking about structure and, and stuff like that. You know, I'm pointing out things. A lot of these people have never seen anything like this. So I'm pointing out the updraft, the downdraft. That's where all the rain and hail, blah, 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 is and stuff like that. And that's where all the lightning's going to come out, you know. And yes, we're getting a little close to the lightning, so we're going to back up. And if I say get back in the van now, I don't mean five minutes from now. I mean now, you know. So, yeah, so as, as pertaining to lessons, that's what I'm teaching along the way. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. And you're listening to the Weather Geeks podcast. I'm meteorologist Jen Carfagno, and with me today is Karen Hill. She is co-owner and lead tour guide on Silver Lining Tours. And Karen, I, I love the part in your story where you shared that you and Roger were high school sweethearts and you reconnected decades later. And what I what I also love is that you said that you really don't disagree on the chase because he leads the forecast and you lead the photography end. But I have to imagine that there comes a time where the atmosphere is changing rapidly. You know better than anyone how quickly the sky mm -hmm. can change. So how do, how do you handle that when he knows that, you know, you've got to get to a better either place to view the storm or to a safer location and you've got something you just want to capture? Well, um, I can I could probably answer you that in a quick answer or give you a quick answer. Um, when I'm driving the van, I go where I want. <laughs> <laughs> so I will even stop where I want. Um, but no, he and I will discuss things and he, he knows from my perspective, I'm wanting a different angle than what he normally or typically goes for for his his you know his tour guests or himself. Um, I like to stay south to southeast where he's going to want to get more in front of it, um, you know, because I'm looking for the light. I'm always constantly looking for the light. I notice how much light will change, you know, depending upon where we're at, you know, you know, placement wise, um, according to the cell and everything. Um, but there'll be times where, you know, he may 
set somewhere a little longer than I wanted him to be setting. And, you know, and I will throw those hints at him. And then finally, there's sometimes where I will just literally go pinch him and say, we got to go now, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, we, we discuss it. Um, yeah. You know, there hasn't been too many heated arguments, I guess. So, yeah. you know, we, 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 uh, we discuss it and he, he takes my hint pretty yes, easily. Yes. So, yeah. I imagine you have a lot of stories from being out there on the road and certainly in situations <laughs> that, um, that, that, that can be scary, exciting. I mean, all draw, all inspiring, just all the emotions, right? Uh, what do you plan to do with these stories? Are you going, are you going to write a book? Oh my goodness. Well, I have been taking notes and keeping notes over the years. Um, you know, Roger has his book out, but I, I have a title for mine if I was to write one, and that's called I Married a Storm Chaser, as told from my side of the van, um, because I see things differently than he does. You know, he, he's always concentrating on forecasting, where we're going to be, where we're going to stay that night, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm always in tune with our guests, uh, so to speak, um, more so than he is, because he is, he's concentrating on forecasting, make sure we get to where we need to be. But I hear our people. I listen to their conversations and it's, it's kind of cool because we get these newbies out there um, that they just they don't know what to expect and, but it's it's always cool to watch them when they see like their first storm or you know especially structure and everything and the looks on their faces and stuff like that and um it, it's, it's just really neat seeing them you know just being total awe um so yeah that's basically the difference between he and i when we're on these tours and and stuff if you, so. if you do a book i married a, a storm chaser would, would it would it feature stories from on the road or would it feature photography which is i mean in its own right deserves its own book right well it would be a little bit of both i mean he and i have already put a photography book out that just came out um this spring um so i think it would be a little bit of both i mean i have some interesting stories of of various scenarios from being on tour that i'd probably just mix in some some photos and everything i mean i've got photos of my tour groups and and everything and and um just you know interaction with some of those people have been Mm -hmm. story worthy <laughs> I bet so. <laughs> any that you could share here uh, no 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 not yet I don't want to give it away I want to keep it in the book you know, okay so. <laughs> I get that well I know you know storm chasing when you think of storm chasing you think of tornadoes or the big supercell but um desert southwest and monsoon chasing seems to have really picked up what are you guys doing down there well, you know, we've been doing that for about 17, 18 years, I believe. It wasn't shortly after we started, uh, our, we got married that we started doing those. And when we first started went going down, there were just the locals that we knew that were shooting these lightning storms, you know, or monsoons. Um, but now these like these last two years, especially this year, I mean, we've seen a big increase of people heading down there to shoot. Um, I do have to say there's nothing like the monsoon lightning and there's nothing like the desert after a, a good rain. The, the smell, if they could bottle that, I mean, it, that, that's, it's just one of the best smells ever, I think. That's but, so funny that you bring that up and not to interrupt, but I'm reading a book right now called The Desert Smells Like Rain. 
And yeah. it's a story of how it's actually it is a, a very special and um, and aromatic and um, a, a, a smell that actually can affect your health in a very positive way that oh, the, yes. of the oils and the plants. Uh in the desert Southwest and how the, you know, those plants are protected through long periods of extreme dry weather. Right. When those oils are brought out because of the rain, it's yeah. just therapeutic for the yeah. plants and for us. I, I highly recommend a trip down there. If you've never been down there during monsoon season, it yeah. just, the, the smell, that's the first thing we always say when we talk other than the lightning, you know, like we're in the smell, you know, it's just, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's like a spa, you know? Yeah. yeah. They do great. need to bottle, to bottle that up. When I think of the smell of rain, I think of kind of wet grass or the smell of worms, petrichor, you know what they call it, kind right. of that earthy smell. But um, I, I imagine, and I have no idea, but it would smell so very different in the Southwest. It is very different. I, you know, and it is hard to explain, but it's just that it's not a musky smell, but it's that Oh my God. I just, I can't even explain it. You just have to go. That, that's all <laughs> I'm going to suggest. Just go down and smell it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So you've got the you know, tornadoes and supercells in, in the plains, desert Southwest and the, the, the big, you know, monsoon, the haboobs that you get down there, all the active weather, the lightning that you see, what else do you like to photograph in the weather? Is it, um, rainbows, optics, things like that? Um, you know, it's these abandoned houses and barns, you know, homesteads, farmsteads. I love photographing those. And then, you know, because one of my most early um, popular shots was out of South Dakota. And I can't remember the town, but it's a black and white. And it's this old abandoned house. And behind it is this big, huge billowing cloud. And you will have to wonder. Did they leave because of the weather? Um, did they leave because lack of rain, you know, or, or was the winter too harsh? You know, you always wonder what the story is behind these abandoned farmsteads. And I just find that fascinating. I mean, I, if the walls could talk, I, I would sit in that house and just write those stories, you know, from, from that point of view as well. But the, to me, that's one of my most favorite things to, to photograph out there. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's intriguing. Then, Very intriguing. I love that curiosity and just the, just the questions, even if you don't know the story, but asking the questions makes anyone, you know, be able to imagine it for themselves. Right. Yeah. And then to see the weathered wood, you know, that's always cool too. So, and then to see the old weather, uh, weather vanes and everything on the, the barns. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool seeing all the old lightning rods and everything. Yeah. 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 Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. When you are out on whether it's on a chase tour or a photography tour, do you get people who are afraid of the situation? I know some people actually want to kind of conquer their fears and you know, maybe go see a tornado in, in person. Do you guys encounter that? 
You know, we've had several people come out um, that were just petrified of severe weather and they were sent out to get over it. And lo and behold, every single one of them got over it and became return customers. Um, they, they, they realized that this isn't so bad. You know, people, they hear these myths of tornadoes turning around and coming to get you. Well, you know, as well as I do, they don't, unless they're on that mezzo that's, you know, circulating, but they tend to keep moving north, northeast. Um, But yeah, I mean, we've gotten those people. Um, We've gotten a few people that, um, you know, like, oh my gosh, are we getting too close? We're getting too close. And then we get there and realize, no, we're not too close and that we are going to back off when the time comes. Um, but then on the flip side, we do get, we get a little, we've had a few people too, that want to get into these things. And we're like, no, you have no idea. You know, I mean, we've literally had one person I had to calm down a little bit because he was upset because we weren't getting into that huge hail that takes out windows and windshields and we're like no that we're you know safety's our number one priority so yeah i mean so we, we've had it from one end of the spectrum to the next yeah yeah no so interesting well um i have never been on a storm chase when i was in college um one of my my uh my fellow colleagues was uh, out with project vortex in the plains and i was going to go out and, and try to join them for a little bit but then i got an internship at the weather channel so oh goodness uh, but that was a great, you know, great opportunity for <laughs> yeah. me, and I've never been back out to do it. So it's been on my list um, of things to do. And my husband is also a meteorologist. So oh, cool. the, two, the two of us need to get out there. But I feel like it'd be an awesome experience to uh, to chase with you all. A couple well, of husband and wife weather weather geek teams. <laughs> sure. And we, we do. We get a lot of husband and wives out. Um, we've also had marriages happen on the tour people got together and got married uh we had one couple that he asked her to get engaged while you know they were on tour and with with the tornado in the background well we were trying but it never happened so yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. oh how fun well it's really been, been fun talking with you do you have any advice for aspiring storm chasers you folks are trying to get started because you you kind of got started maybe not by choice but you really learned your way up you know through the ranks any advice mm-hmm. for for folks who want to get their their way uh, started yeah you know well i mean from our our point of view the best thing to do is to start out with a tour and just see what storm chasing is all about make sure you're going to like it um, i do offer like a four-day tour that people come on just to see if they're going to like it. And then, you know, they either come back, but the majority of them, um, they, they graduate, I should say, onto the longer tours. Um, but anybody that's, you know, new to storm chasing, the, the, the first thing you need to remember is you got to keep yourself safe. So, you know, do as much research as you can, watch as many videos as you can, uh, you know, talk to other chasers. Um, but, my point of view, just come on a tour first and make sure you're going to like it mm-hmm. and then see how things are done. Question Roger. I mean, he's got a lecture tour that he runs uh, so he can teach you various things, but it, it, that way you keep yourself safe. And then you're like, you're leaving everything else up to everybody else. You know, the driving, finding hotels and stuff like that. So you're not having to worry about those things. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah. That, yeah. Go with people that have done it before in their experience. Don't take yourself out if you're not experienced that first several times, actually. So, 
I think that's great advice. And, and actually that's advice that I would follow too, because I'm a meteorologist. I know how to forecast, but I do not know how to chase, right? The road network, yeah. all, all of the things that go along with it. And so, yeah. um, yeah. I think you guys will see me and my husband on your, on your tour one day. Well, come on out. We'd love to have you. <laughs> well, now is the time of Weather Geeks where we usually like to highlight our geek of the week. We do not have one this week. So you guys, we ask you to go to our Twitter. You can fill out the form to highlight a scientist, superstar, a great geologist, a weather weenie. We like to do this at the end of every podcast. So nominate a deserving candidate and we will hear their name and their story right here on Weather Geeks. Karen Hill, it was a pleasure to talk with you today. Well, thank you. How can people best contact you and find out more about your tours? Um, well, they can email us right at info at silverliningtours.com. We have a website as well, but you know, either uh, either one will have the email on there. So that's the best way. Um, our website has um, all Chase accounts. They can it will explain, you know, what you can get into on e e any of the tours. It shows a tour schedule. Um, and again, we offer four, six, seven, and 10 day tours along with photography tours. Excellent. And where will we find out when you do the, the book? Oh, goodness. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, my little side gig I have going on here too, just kind of keeps me busy. Um, I've been at this now I'm on my second day from a big show that I shot last week and I probably won't be done with this for another three days. So, um, I don't know. You know, it's going to be one of those things where I can just sit down and just just do it. I yeah. If you've ever written a book, it takes it takes years to really okay. to get one yeah. written and edited and everything. I would love to read it, so can't wait for it. <laughs> Thank you again for joining Thank us on you. Weather Geek. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.